0: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It is May 11th. It's 2021. And we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Uh, Not too much. Made
1: some money today on basketball and baseball. So, you know, I'm happy. I'm a happy boy. And basketball's almost done with which makes me even more happy.
0: Yeah, I stacked the Red Sox, but still ended up making money because I played Tyler one and Brandon Belt. Um min cash money, but I'll take it. Um I'll take it. So we are presented by superdraft.com. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there. Use promo code grinders for a fifty dollar instant deposit. Along with the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500 on your first deposit of $550 or more. Take advantage of that, get the free money. And um, yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on over there. They have a $20, four entry max. They have some other smaller dollar tournaments, but a lot of stuff going on for baseball. Get in there, check it out. Uh, multipliers and set a salary cap. We will have a super draft play of the day. Towards the end, uh, we start here with Philly at Washington. We got Chase Anderson and Eric Fed nine total, and Washington's a 122 favorites. Um, do you have any interest here in Chase Anderson?
1: I have neither interest in both pitcher, either pitcher because they're both non-strikeout pitchers and just quite frankly, not very good and in tougher matchups.
0: Yeah, I like the over in this game. Um I think the over in this game, super, super solid. Um, but I'm with you. I don't really have a ton of interest in Chase Anderson. He struggles to both sides of the plate uh, with Juan Soto back and this lineup getting a little bit healthier. Uh, I think this is a spot you stay away from Chase Anderson. And then Eric Fed on the other side, 16% strikeout rate, 10% walk rate. Gives up a lot of hard contact to righties, um, McCutcheon, Singura, Romuto, Bohm, like Hoskins. This is a very right-handed heavy team against the guy that struggles with righties, so uh, this is another spot that I'm I'm just out.
1: Yep, no interest.
0: All right, let's start with the Philly bats. Um, everybody, like I, I like like I said, I like the over in this game. I like the Philly side of this game. Um, McCutcheon's 4300. Reese Hoskins is 4300. Um, I really like the price on him. Didi's Dee 3800. So yeah, a lot of like cheaper bats here on the Philly side.
1: Yeah, Hoskins is an absolutely fantastic play. He's far too cheap. He's going up against ground ball pitcher, and I love targeting Reese Hoskins against ground ball pitchers, especially those that don't strike out. Guys had big clips, so Hoskins is an absolutely fantastic play on this slate. Harper grades out as a pretty good play. Obviously, expensive as he always is, but it's worth it. Outside of that, like probably Didi, uh, another fly ball hitter. Um, but like those are those are the main three targets that I really want. Anyone else is fine. in uh in the stack here like it's a fed puts the ball gets the ball put in play a lot walks a decent amount of guys so battle can hit him pretty hard it's not terrible weather considering what time of year it is so yeah hoskins absolute fantastic play on this slate harper dd guys you want in your stack
0: um yeah and then like the other side of the washington side like Soto's 5,300. He's super expensive, but I think he's a strong play. You know, Bell, Gomes, Schwarber, Zimmerman. Harrison is 3,600 for a guy that is having a really strong start to the season, batting second. Like, you look at his 2020 numbers, and they weren't good. You look at his 2021 numbers, and they're super solid, hitting the ball up in the air a lot, a lot of hard contact. Um, Harrison is definitely somebody that I'm looking at in this spot.
1: Yeah, no, Harrison a little bit too underpriced here, Backing second. Chase Anderson just been so bad so far this season, and he's due for some negative regression, even though he's been pretty bad. He's walking lefties at a 15% clip, not really striking out anyone, giving up fly balls, giving up hard contact, just doing absolutely nothing. So Soto stands out as one of the better raw points plays on the entire slate outside of Coors, may or may not end up playing. They could change the slate pretty drastically. Um yeah outside of that like Turner always in play Bell is far too cheap don't mind Castro or Schwarber at their price tags this makes out to be a pretty easy stack if you don't throw Turner in it like you can stack the two for five through five and you're only getting one guy over 4k and he's potentially the top guy on the slate so this is just a great spot to target everyone Chase Anderson is just just playing trash
0: yeah like I said I like the over in this game um, spoiler alert for the morning grind game Um we move on. We got John Means against Stroman. With Baltimore against New York facing the Mets, um, seven total in this game. Mets a one forty nine favorite. Low total in this one. Uh, do you have any interest here in John Means? At his
1: price tag, I'm not sure. Like I know he's been paying it off. Like he's a, been a very good pitcher this year. Like I kind of, I don't know. I kind of want to wait and see where ownership is. Where, uh, where what lineup ends up coming out. Obviously he's been a little bit better at striking out righties than he has versus lefties this year, but I think that just might be a little bit of a sample size thing. Clearly a better pitcher versus lefties, but this is just, it's, it's so, so weird seeing John means priced at 10.3. He's the highest price pitcher on the entire slate, which is super weird. I mean, I get he just threw a no hitter and he pitched fantastic in that outing, but this just seems too high of a price. So, I'm still expecting people to play him after he's been so good this season, but I don't believe him to be this good of a pitcher. Like I think he's due for some negative regression. How much, I don't know, but I, I'd rather just go with the other priced-up pitchers today.
0: Yeah, I don't mind him in this spot. My only concern is like if they go with Lindor, obviously he's, a guy, he's not a guy that strikes out a ton. Pilar will probably be in the lineup. He doesn't strike out a ton. Um, Almora doesn't strike out a ton, James McCann doesn't strike out a ton, so a little concerned with the matchup. But I mean, you said it right like you look at the 2021 20, numbers alone, the dude has a 30% K rate, he has a 15.6% swinging strike rate. He's striking out right handed hitters at a 31% clip. He's using the change up fastball curveball combo to perfection. He just threw a absolute gem against Seattle. They gave him an extra day off after throwing 113 pitches. It's just the 10 3 price tag is like sticker shock for John Means. But like you said, he's been pitching like a 10 3 pitcher to start the year. Like, take away the no hitter. Like, not even like looking at the no hitter 31, 25, 30, 11 against the Yankees, and 29. Like, don't even look at the 58 points he just put up against Seattle. He's been pitching great. I think he's super playable in tournaments, in cash games. Honestly, I'm probably going Bueller, somebody else. Um, Bueller's just facing Seattle. It's just a little bit easier matchup. But I think John Means is a fantastic tournament play. And, you know, we'll see what his ownership looks like. If if, Granted, if a lot of people chase it, if they're chasing the no-hitter, and we're looking at really high ownership for means i'll probably pass but if everybody has that same like sticker shock on john means at 103 and he's going to be lower owned i think he's a great play
1: yeah i, I mean again i'm just kind of guessing there's going to be normally owned like that that's the main thing and just his numbers overall don't really suggest that he's the top one, the top lady, Like it's not what, like when Degrom or Bieber or anyone else comes in there. That's just an absolute ace. He's priced at ten three with numbers for a guy that should be priced at about nine nine five. And I, I, I'm i just expecting the ownership. So obviously check that. That that's my real thing. But if he's going to come in at low owned, I don't like. He, he offers you a ton of upside. Like we've seen him hit thirty multiple times this year. So if you're right and he's going to be low owned, I, I'm I'm right there with you.
0: All right. Um, the other side, Strowman, um, any interest in him?
1: Not really. I mean, 9-1, like, not a great strikeout pitcher. He's been getting things done, but he just doesn't offer you enough upside. And get again, it's against Baltimore, and Baltimore's going to have the pitcher going because uh, it's in an NL ballpark. But, like, Strowman is just a guy I rarely end up playing. I know that's lazy analysis, but he, unless he's he's just priced too high for me. Like, I know he's been good, but... He, I just don't like this price tag for a 21% K rate guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think the matchup's terrible for Stroman. Um you know, we're really just looking at this season because he didn't play last year. But he's he's been pitching really solid. I don't like I said, I don't think the matchup's terrible. I think he's a guy that can go 25 plus. I think this is one of the lower scoring games on the slate, um just in general. So, I don't mind it there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup with Mancini, DJ Stewart, Mountcastle, Severino, adding the pitcher spot, like you mentioned, um, which, you know, is potentially taking a guy like Hayes or, you know, one of these other guys like Santander or somebody else, like somebody out of the lineup um, is, you know, getting taken out of the lineup here. I guess Santander's on the aisle. That doesn't make sense, but um, just somebody's getting taken out of the lineup in this game and you're adding a pitcher spot. So I don't hate, strowman because i do think this is gonna be a low-scoring game it's just i don't know if i end up playing him a lot um over maybe a, a guy like freddie peralta or even a guy like um Iovaldi or pablo lopez like we have some cheaper options that i like and we're gonna get into some other guys that i like on this slate too so um let's talk bats in this game is there anything here on the baltimore side that you like no,
1: not really. I mean, Stroman is a solid real life pitcher. He's a big ground ball guy. So, I mean, if I want to target anyone, it'd probably be maybe Montcastle, like maybe Mancini, but Mancini's 4.5K. Montcastle's just cheap. So, he'd probably be the only guy. But I mean, they have a three implied team total. Stroman just doesn't really get beat up too much. He doesn't give up a lot of power. So, I just, not really.
0: I'm out on this game. Like I don't even like anything on the Mets side of things. I think this is just a game. Low scoring, 12-game slate. Uh, Is there anything here on the Mets that you like? No. We move on. We have Oakland at Boston. Bassett against Eovaldi. This game has a nine total. Boston's a 135 favorite. Uh, Vegas didn't see the Red Sox play on Monday. They were awful. Um, What are your thoughts here on Bassett?
1: I honestly don't hate him. Like, he's been pretty solid recently. On Overall in the season, got solid control, decent ground ball pitcher, like striking out guys at 25% clip. I don't think anyone's going to play him. And the Red Sox, while they're a solid hitting team, they do have a lot of strikeouts at the bottom of this order, like a lot. And, like, I don't think people are going to – Yeah, I don't think he's going to come in any ownership. I mean, you look at his last few starts, and he's just been crushing it. And he's – a solid real life pitcher like he's been a solid real life pitcher for the last year and the strikeout stuff seems to be coming in here so I'm willing to risk it on him I and mean, he's got 12.3 percent string strike rate on the season I know it's a tough lineup but like the projected lineup is projected to be an above average strikeout lineup because of these bats at the bottom so I'm willing to use him in tournaments I mean he doesn't grade out as a great play but I expecting him at like four percent ownership
0: yeah, he's another guy that I really don't mind for tournaments. Um, I could see playing both sides. I could see playing Bassett. I could see stacking the Red Sox. So if you do play Bassett and you're playing a bunch of teams, roll out a Red Sox head stack. But I do think Bassett's very much in play. Um, the, Like you said, the bottom of the order is just – it's bad. And, like, Marvin Gonzalez batting the leadoff is not great either. Like, you're worried about Verdugo, J.D., Bogarts, and um, Devers in this lineup. And then the rest of it, you're just trying to get strikeouts uh eovaldi on the other side like eovaldi's definitely been pitching a lot better since the start of last season eight six is a little expensive um i don't hate him in this spot like we know he has 20 25 plus point upside um i just i don't know i think he's in play he's just not my favorite
1: yeah he's in play i mean He's been a little bit hit or miss this season, got solid K stuff, got pretty darn good command. Like, his underlying numbers are better than his 4.62 ERA. It's not the easiest matchup in the world going up against Oakland, who's pretty patient, can get the pitch count up there. He's rarely gone up to 100 pitches. Only once this season has gone up to 100 pitches. So, the leash isn't the longest, and he tends to go a little later in the game because he doesn't walk guys a whole lot. But he's been walking guys a little bit more in the last few games. This is a tough lineup for walks. Very patient. So I'm worried about how late he'll go into the game. And that's kind of where I like his upside is the fact that he just doesn't walk anyone. So it's an all right matchup. He's a mediocre play. I'm not going to argue with it, but there's a lot of pitchers I like on the slate.
0: Um, Bats, anything standing out to you for Oakland? I
1: actually kind of like them as a sneaky stack. Like ivaldi <laughs> has been a bit hit or miss so far this season. It's given up it four or more runs in three of his seven starts so far, been outstanding in the other ones. He's a decent ground ball pitcher, but there's a lot of guys in this lineup that hit fly balls a whole lot. Oakland's going from Oakland to over to Boston, much better, um, much better spot than Oakland is for bats, obviously. It's one of the best hitting parks in the entire majors. And the prices on these guys like just don't seem quite high enough. Both Olsen and Moreland are both too cheap, and I know that Evaldi's been a little bit reverse splitsy, um, but both those guys are 4-1 and 4-5, or 3-5. Canna, Lowry, um, Chapman, Laureano, all, or Loreno, all solid plays, and even Murth- Murphy's a solid hitting bat. Like, I really like this stack, and I don't think it's going to come in at much ownership at all because Evaldi's just a solid pitcher, but very hit-or-miss guy. And the prices on a lot of these guys aren't nearly high enough.
0: Yeah. I don't mind. This as like a secondary stack or using some one-offs, but I don't know if I full stack this spot. Um, I think this is a spot where I don't want to get like, I don't want to feel like it's like a super get cute spot. Um, Cause I know you have all these, a good pitcher and like, even on the other side of this game, I don't think I really want to stack like the Red Sox in the spot either. I think this is just a game that I hope stays low-scoring and there's just not a ton of strikeouts. But, I mean, I don't mind playing Devers and J.D. and Bogarts, but they're so expensive. I think there's just going to be better spots. I think the guy that stands out to me the most is probably Verdugo um, at, his, at his great price tag here of 3900
1: Yeah, I mean – Boston's currently at a 4.8 run total. I think they're going to be owned. I'm a big fan of Bassett. And like I said, he's just been super solid recently. Like, I think he has over seven strikeouts in each of his last four games. Over, yeah, and over eight in three of those. He's been a big ground ball pitcher. Like, I'm just a big fan of him overall. And again, maybe because I'm playing him, that's why I might be a little bit jaded. Uh, But I just think that. This is a this is a tricky spot here where people just automatically stack up the Red Sox, especially when they have a high total. They got a four point eight total. I don't, I just don't think that I don't think that Vegas really has this one right. I mean, could be wrong. I'll double check in the morning. I tend to I tend to rely on Vegas odds semi heavily, but I think this is a spot where it's just not fully right, and that people are going to be on it. And realistically, if they are going to do something against them, it's probably just going to be mostly babbitt random Babbitt just because of the ballpark so i'm i'm kind of out on all the boston bats i just don't really have any desire to play any of them especially at these price tags
0: yeah tampa and new york well it's new york at tampa um we have jordan montgomery and i heard it could be um luis patino in this one i, I know Yarbrough is another guy that was like thrown here um so we'll go with Patino for now. This game is currently sitting at an eight total. Yankees are a 133 favorite. Uh let's talk Jordan Montgomery first. Do you have any interest in him in this spot?
1: I mean, it's a solid lineup. Like I I don't want like playing him because he always has such a short leash. He's been really solid so far this season. Like his K rate is sitting at twenty percent. Like his X flips right around four. He's been a decent pitcher. And he's priced at 7.9 K, but I don't see him going over 80 pitches. The problem is he's been so good versus lefties and the righties in this lineup really aren't great. They're one of the highest strikeouts. I think they're the second highest strikeout team versus left-handed pitching so far this season. I think Detroit's number one. Um, And Montgomery is a solid pitcher. I just don't know if I can fully trust him going late into this game. He has such a short leash that if he ends up making it six innings, he could end up doing something, but I just don't see enough upside here, where I want to pay seven point nine k for him.
0: Ah, man, I love lefties against this team. It's just Oh, he's, he's like a, he's like a fringe play for me today. I like the price tag of seventy nine hundred. I really like the matchup. My problem is, like, he was pitching really, really decent in the last game against Houston, and at eighty two pitches, he yanked him. Um, I think he could pitch really well here this is the third time he's facing this team this season too and I think that's a disadvantage um, I'll probably pass but I do think he's like a, a super fringe play um, today uh, Patino on the other side I mean he's definitely shown some strikeout ability but I mean we have no idea what to expect pitch count wise from this guy
1: yeah I mean i He's cheap, but he's not got. He went 56 in the last one. Like, I don't know. Do you think they're, do you think they're going to kind of like give him a little bit longer leash?
0: I mean, even if they do, what do we really expect it to be? It's, yeah, I it's guess it's a tough
1: matchup versus New York. Like, but I mean, he's 5.5 K is the main thing. I guess there's a few other cheap pitchers I like on the slate. You can obviously go late, but the strikeout stuff has absolutely been there. Um, not a huge sample size, but he's supposed to be a pretty solid strikeout guy overall, regardless. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, yeah, I'm not expecting him to go over four innings. I, I just, I don't know if I can do it.
0: I mean, yeah. Like he's facing the Yankees. This yeah. game's in Tampa. That's a benefit, but I'm trying to probably pass unless we get like definite news on pitch count. Um, It's a pass for me. Let's talk Yankees bats. Um, I mean Grant like when we're looking at the Yankees they're expensive. Um I mean Judge is probably a, a fantastic like one off at 4500 but like Stanton and Lemayhu and these guys are like super expensive. Um Luke Voigt's supposed to return here um at some point this series and he's like 3700. I don't hate that.
1: Yeah, yeah. if he's in the lineup, that's definitely too cheap of a price tag, him and Judge. But, yeah, it's being played over in Tampa Bay. It's not a solid ballpark, and Tino's not a bad pitcher, and the rest of the bullpen it's probably going to be mostly a bullpen game. It's pretty solid, so I'm not really a huge fan of the Yankee bats outside of Voight and Judge's one-off.
0: Um, I think that's kind of where I'm at. And then on the Tampa side, I really don't like any of these guys. I hate playing Tampa against left-handed pitching – If you're playing anybody, it's probably like a Rose Arena, and he's 5,200. Brasu has good numbers against lefties. He's 3,100. You can use him at second base. He might bat like fourth or fifth here. I don't hate that.
1: Yeah, but I mean it's Montgomery, solid pitcher, and then it goes to the bullpen. It's one of the best in baseball. Like, I have no interest in anyone.
0: All right, Kansas City at Detroit. Singer against Boyd uh seven and a half total here. Bo- or Kansas City is a one twenty-two favorite. What are your what are your thoughts here on Singer?
1: I mean, Detroit's terrible. I I mean Singer, I'm guessing is probably gonna be the chalkiest pitcher on the slate. He's super cheap. He's sitting there at five point seven K. Like he's not a bad real life pitcher. He's league average in run prevention and above league average in strikeouts his leash is probably around 90 to hundred pitches hundred if he's pitching well, but I assume he's going to be pitching well because Detroit's just awful. Like I love him. I don't know how much I'll end up playing him. If he's going to be like ridiculously high owned, which I'm kind of expecting him to be, I could be wrong on that, but he grades out as the best point per dollar pitcher on the entire slate by a decent margin.
0: He's gonna be really chalk. He put up thirty-two against this team earlier this season. He's going to be chalk. He's way too. Everyone in the price. puts up
1: thirty-two against Tigers.
0: Yeah, I just the price. <laughs> the price just doesn't make um, a ton of sense in this one. So, um, yeah, I like Singer a lot. Strikeout pitcher against team that strikes out a ton. Like, what's not to like about Singer in this spot? And then Boyd on the other side. I don't think he's the craziest play here he's 6300 he might be like the best pivot off of singer in the same game
1: yeah that's kind of what I was thinking exactly like Boyd he just doesn't seem right I, I have a feeling he might be tipping his pitches like that's the only thing I can kind of think of because the slider is just not what it used to be it's not like he's walking a ton guys he's just not striking out guys at a big rate I don't fully understand it but this Kansas City team really isn't that great has a decent amount of strikeouts in it. That seems like a get-right spot for him. I'm right there with you. I think that he probably is the pivot. They'll let him go 100 pitches if he's pitching well. He's still put up decent outings so far this year, even though he hasn't actually been pitching well. Like His XFIP is drastically higher than his uh, ERA, He's been good in the past. He's been a much better strikeout pitcher in the past. I have to assume that at some point that's going to come back, and he's shown a glimpse of it once or twice this year. But, like, yeah, he's 6.3K. That's the real why. 6.3K against a decent strikeout team. Like, I will probably end up using quite a bit of him, and he is probably the pivot off of Singer, if Singer is going to be the highest-owned pitcher on the slate. Like, I think he is.
0: He's walked – more than one guy one time this season, and he's allowed more than two earned runs one time this season. Um, like, you know, you look at the underlining numbers and they definitely suggest he's getting a little lucky and the strikeout stuff isn't there. But I think the strikeout stuff will come back. Um, you know, this is a guy in 2019, again, That's was a couple of years ago, had a 30% K rate and it's really hard to judge kind of last season and it's still early in this season i think boyd will be okay and i think this is a spot you can definitely play him um is there any Kansas City bats that you like here
1: i mean if he's going to be chalky yes but that'll be the only reason why i mean he's still giving up a decent amount of hard contact and a decent amount of fly balls so like always i never mind solaire as a potential one off like if boyd doesn't have strikeout stuff or it doesn't come back then Soler grades out pretty darn well. Dozier grades out pretty well. Obviously, Boyd is a lot worse versus righties than he is versus lefties. Um, but, like, those are the two guys that stand out from uh salary perspective. Perez, maybe, if you need a decent catcher. Um, but Witt is 5.3K, like he always is. Benintendi is not good, and he's facing a lefty that's very good versus lefties. Uh, O'Hearn, if he's in the lineup, I'm not playing him. Lefty, lefty versus Boyd. So Solaire Dozier, Perez are probably the only three I would think about. And Solaire is a fantastic one-off.
0: Yeah, like, I just – I hate paying up for catchers. So Perez at 4,500 seems like a lot. But, um, yeah, I definitely don't mind – I don't mind Dozier. If you're going to play Dozier and Solaire, you might as well play Perez. So make it a three-man stack and get the catcher spot taken care of. Um, Detroit (laughs) – I mean, probably nothing. Grossman, if he bats leadoff at 3.3, I guess, is not the worst option. I mean,
1: it's, I, I absolutely hate Detroit. and Their lineup is just so awful. But if Singer's going to be ridiculously high on their, I will probably stack them up once or twice in tournaments just because like Singer's not that great of a pitcher. I mean, Detroit is just so bad, but they're cheap. You can pay it for some high price pitchers on this. You can double-barrel pitcher I like the game theory part of it with Singer being so high priced. It kind of makes sense, so I'm I may end up doing it. But just based off of stats, you have no reason to play them. It's strictly game theory.
0: All right, moving on. Here we have Toronto at Atlanta. It is a nine and a half total in this game. Atlanta is a one sixty seven favorite. We got Robbie Ray. Facing off against Max Freed. Um, any interest here in Robbie Ray? I
1: actually do. I actually have a decent amount of interest in him in tournaments, which is weird to say because I never target anyone going up against Atlanta. And I generally don't target lefties going up against Atlanta because they have so many good righty bats. But Robbie Ray has been solid. And we were like, his overall numbers on the season are a little bit skewed because he started off. First game, walk three guys. Second game, walk six guys. He has not walked a single batter in the last three games. He just put up 22 points against this Atlanta team. He's put up 20 in the last three outings. He's been a solid K guy. Like, it's just, it's a spot where I don't think he's going to come in at any ownership because Atlanta is going to be one of the chalkier teams on the slate. But, he's really been a good pitcher this year and he just has not been walking anyone recently as a solid ground ball rate. Like he's just been so good over the last few outings and so accurate that he can end up still mowing through this lineup. So it's weird to say, cause I don't like targeting anyone against Atlanta, but Robbie Ray is a fantastic tournament play on the slate.
0: i no i mean great buddy yeah
1: it's 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 probably not the smartest move but he's just been solid
0: i mean it could work out for sure just atlanta's one of my favorite stacks on the slate so um i'm probably not playing robbie ray but i completely understand why you would like you said he's been striking out guys the walks have definitely been down um but yeah i i can't do it um Max Freed on the other side of this game. Um, I mean, we like left-handed pitching against Toronto, usually. But I just don't expect Max Freed to go too deep here. He went 72 pitches in his first back. Um, start back, pitched really well against Washington in that game. Is it Freed or Wilson? It's Freed. Uh, Wilson's not even with the big league team, if I remember correctly. So, pretty sure he's at the alternate site. Um like, all the Vegas books have Freed. Um, ESPN has Freed. I think it's going to be Freed. Um, I could be wrong. If it's Wilson, play the Toronto a lot. Um, do you have any interest if it is Freed?
1: Um, not really. Just now, like, Toronto's a solid team. I don't really like targeting pitchers against them. Oh, it will be without the D.A. Sorry, I was just throwing for a loop, and I'm looking to see if I thought it – thought he was brought back up but i could be wrong um yeah you might be right uh i don't know probably not i i like the toronto lineup
0: yeah i just don't expect freed to pitch deep here he's a guy that generates a lot of ground balls he does a great job of not giving up fly balls he generates a ton of soft contact i mean yeah i don't think i play him here more of pitch count reasons but i'm definitely not gonna i think we're on the opposite ends of this game i really don't like toronto in this spot
1: yeah i don't know i'm sorry i did all my research for wilson
0: (laughs) (laughs) well then you would love toronto um
1: i was going to love toronto with wilson
0: everybody was going to love toronto
1: yeah, I still think Toronto's a pretty solid play. I mean, you have yeah, Freed as a guy that gets a lot of soft contact and he's a decent ground ball pitcher. Um, he's a decent real-life pitcher, but there's a lot of fly ball hitters in this lineup and a lot of bats that get a lot of hard contact. I mean, I'll wait and see what ownership's at because I don't expect them to be high on because of their price tags. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm off them a little bit more with Freed in there. Darn it. I was really looking forward to Toronto bats.
0: Uh, let's talk Atlanta. I know you said you have interest in Ray. What are your thoughts on the Atlanta bats?
1: They're, they're my favorite. They're going to be one of the chalkier stacks on the slate, especially if this Colorado game gets postponed. So I'm a big fan of Robbie Ray. I think that he's super underrated right now and he's pitching fantastic. So I have not a lot of interest in the Atlanta bats that are going to come in at super high ownership.
0: I mean, the only reason that the Atlanta bats won't come in at high ownership here. Is the price they're so expensive to it's really hard to sack Atlanta? Like Acuna is 6k, Freeman, lefty, lefty 5,500, Ozuna's 5k, Albies is 4,900. Like, yeah, you're gonna get some cheap bats here. Like, Swanson and Riley are both kind of cheap. Contreras, even Contreras is a guy that's 3,600 at catcher. Um, like, he's not even priced down. So, I think the only thing that keeps their ownership down in this spot is just price.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could be right, but
0: I'm, I'm high on Robbie Ray here. I get it. you yeah. got to like who you like. I like Atlanta. Like I said, I think they're a top stack on the slate. We'll see what happens. Um, one of us is going to be right. St. Louis at Milwaukee, um, seven and a half total in this game. Brewers, a slight favorite here at 123. We have um, Kim versus Peralta. What are your thoughts here on Kim?
1: I mean, Kim's been pr- a pretty solid pitcher so far this season, sitting right around a 25% K rate. Um, and this Brewers lineup is not good. The thing that I'm worried about is how late he's going to pitch into the game. It's a super solid matchup. Like, they're not great so far this season. They do not have a great lineup. I'm just worried about his pitch count. So he's in play at 7.2K because he's cheap. I'd rather go with some other guys, but if he's going to come in at low ownership, that that's kind of the reason why I would end up playing him. It's just, I don't see him going too far into this game.
0: I mean, the Brewers lineup is really bad. Um, it's bad. And you look at like, you know, Kim's numbers last season, you look at this season, the strikeout rate is up. Um, he's not walked a right-handed hitter yet this season. Like, I think that's phenomenal. Um, He's only walked one guy in general. So I worry about the pitch count, but I think if he's pitching well, 85 to 90 is kind of where he's going to live. And that's kind of in the price. Um, I don't think it's crazy to play Kim in this spot. And I think he is very, very, very much in play. If we're going to see a ton of ownership on Boyd and Singer, Um, I think he's a great pivot off of those guys. So, We'll be paying attention to the ownership. I think the lineup is really bad, and like this is a spot Kim could have a really good game. The only problem is like Peralta's pitching on the other side of this game, and this guy is just an absolute beast right now. Um, Ninety four hundred for Peralta going up against the Cardinals. I mean, he's worth every penny, right? Like this is a guy with a thirty nine percent strikeout rate since the start of last season um, against a predominant right-handed team. And we know he's a much better strikeout pitcher against righties. I think you have to like Peralta. You, you, yeah, do to. you know, his
1: strikeout rate versus righties is this year.
0: It's over 50%. If I remember correctly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of righties in this lineup. He's been pitching fantastic this season. Still gets a little bit wild, walks some guys, but um, that Philly game, the only thing that really happened was Didi hit a grand slam in the first inning. Outside of that, he pitched fantastic. Like he's super solid this year. Massive, massive upside going up against a right-handed dominant team. I really, really like Freddy Peralta in this spot. I mean, you basically said forty percent K rate on the season. We know he has great K stuff from the past. Like this is a lineup that isn't terribly patient. I, I, yeah, he's my second favorite pitcher on the slate. Which my first one we'll get to later. Which is going to be most people's first favorite pitcher.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Peralta might be my favorite pitcher. And I think Kim's one of my favorite tournament pitchers. I hope this game goes way under. Um, So, yeah. Um, Grant, I don't like any bats in this game. Like, obviously, you can make, you know, arguments for, like, Kane at 3,400. You can make an argument for Pina at 3K. Garcia at 2,900. You can make a a really strong case for Garcia at 2,900 against... um, Kim, you know, lefty-righty matchup, but I just, man, like, I don't love this game in general for bats.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kim just never really gets blown up. I learned my lesson stacking up against him last year, waiting for negative regression and just never happening. He's just one of those guys that outpitches the numbers never really gets blown up, but, yeah, no interest in playing anyone versus Peralta. And if you really need the salary, yeah, you can use Kane, you can use Garcia, but i'm probably out on bats on this game
0: i think there's just going to be better spots that you're going to get to save value or save money um that we're going to get to so um we move on we got minnesota at chicago taking on the white Sox. kentai maeda and dylan sees eight and a half total that got bet down to eight already um and the white Sox are 126 favorite any interest here in kentai maeda uh
1: yeah yeah i mean he's 7.6 k He's a guy that in the past has been way better versus righties than he has versus lefties. He's due for some huge positive regression going up against a right-handed heavy lineup. Like he's a fantastic play on this late 7.6 K is probably not out of a price tag. I know that there's always a chance that he has a little bit of a short lease and this white Sox team is pretty solid hitters, Um, but he can go 90 plus pitches if he's pitching well. And, the price tag just seems a little bit off to me at 7.6 K. Like he, this guy, I know he's been a lot worse this season, um, but this guy's 25, 26% K rate guy with pretty heavy splits. And he's going up against a right-handed dominant lineup. A lot of the reasons why he's been doing so bad this year is be he's been facing predominantly left-handed lineups. And if they throw in those lefty bats, like a lot of them aren't great outside of Moncada. So I really, really like my eight in this line, in this spot.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I don't mind him. He's not my favorite. Um, I hope he pitches well because he's on my RG season-long team, and I'm playing Napster Man this week, and I like beating Nap. Um, But, yeah, I just – hopefully the Texas start is a huge bump in the right direction for him. He pitched really well against Texas, only allowed two hits, had eight strikeouts you know, through 94 pitches, and it was his best outing of the season. He's coming off his best outing. Hopefully he can use some of that momentum in this spot. Um, And then Dylan sees on the other side of this game. you know, he... (laughs) We talk about, like, regression and stuff. And this is a dude with a 2.37, you know, ERA and a 3.6 XFIP. Like, he's actually been striking out people. He's missing bats. He's getting people to chase outside the zone. He has under his 70% contact rate on the year, like this is a guy that like might actually be pitching this good. Um, But like one of those starts was against Detroit and he's had Texas this season. He's had Kansas city. Like this is a tougher spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the main problem is, is he gets wild. Like in every start, but against Detroit, he's had three walks. Like he's a solid overall pitcher. He's striking guys out like that might be really, he's got sitting at a 13% K rate on the season. Strikeout rate might be a little high after getting 11 and nine the last two starts. So I don't think he's actually this good of a strikeout pitcher, but he's still solid overall and he's priced at 7K. It entirely depends on ownership here because this guy can get wild. If he's going to be heavily owned, you might fade him, but he just grades out as a fairly high upside pitcher on this slate. He could be the second-highest-owned guy besides Singer, and so that's why I'm kind of a little bit worried because this dude's put up 78 DK points over his last two starts. Like He's just been crushing it, and I don't know if this will fully continue. He's a solid real-life pitcher, and 7K is definitely too low of a price tag, but I think that he could end up coming in at pretty high ownership.
0: Um, Any interest in the Minnesota Bats in the spot?
1: I'll stack them up if uh, Cease is super heavily owned, but it doesn't grade out as a great spot. Cease is a little bit, a little bit uh, reverse splitsy because it gets a bit wild going up against lefties. Um, But like, I'll use Cruz. I'll use pretty much anyone this lineup and stack them up. If Cease is going to be heavily owned, like they don't grade out as great plays, but they're a solid hitting lineup. So I will stack them up just based off leverage.
0: Yeah, I don't mind Kepler here. He's still under 4K on DraftKings. I don't hate that price. Um, Nelson Cruz and Donaldson are kind of expensive, but they're great, like you said. If Seeds is going to be popular, they're great just to make your lineups um, contrarian and stack against a chalky pitcher. As far as the White Sox bats go, I mean – Like you said, Kenta made a very good against righties, generates a lot of ground balls, negative hard to soft contact ratio, which is elite in any aspect. Like they don't have those like left handed power bats to really beat him. Like I expect Maeda to pitch good in this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maeda is a solid real life pitcher. Don't expect him to get blown up. I'm out on the White Sox bats.
0: I think you either fully stack them or just stay away from them. I think that's the only way you can play the White Sox. Um, we got the Angels and the Astros. Um Otani, I guess, against McCullers. Eight total in this game. It's already been up to eight and a half, and Houston's a one forty eight favorites. Um, any interest here in Otani?
1: Not really. Houston's a tough team. Otani's been tracking a ton of guys, but he's super wild here, and this team's fairly patient, so yeah, you can use them. Um I'm probably going to stay away. I mean, like, there's, there's too many other 7K break, guys. But, yeah. yeah, there's definitely, but there's like, we have so many options, like Maeda, Cease, Singer, Boyd, I like Robbie Ray, Bassett, Ivaldi. Like, there's tons of pitchers on this slate that I don't know if I'm going to end up using Mate or Otani at all.
0: Yeah, he's definitely boom-bust. Um, the walk rate is obviously the biggest concern, and this is a, a pretty pace in Astros' team. So that's uh, the biggest concern when playing him. He's going to strike out a bunch of guys. He's going to walk a bunch of guys. Um, I think there's better options today. Could it work out? Sure. Um, I just I worry about this lineup. And then Lance McCullers on the other side of this spot. He's 9,600. I think he's super playable, but I probably won't play him on this slate.
1: Yeah, I generally end up playing him when uh he's gonna be low owned. I expect me be low owned here, but the price tag's up far enough and there's a tough enough matchup where I don't I don't I don't really wanna play him. Like there are some decent strikeout bats in this lineup, but there are a lot of good bats in here. I mean Otani, Walsh, Fletcher, Trout at the top of the lineup. McCullers can get a little bit wild and there are a few patient bats in this lineup, but I, I just don't really have any real interest in him at this price tag
0: um angels bats anything standing out to you here for the angels
1: i mean i'll always stack against mccullers it's a little bit tougher when it's the angels without being able to play otani because i mean i'll probably mini stack them if i do anything with trout walsh and upton upton's too cheap walsh is probably too cheap trout is trout um those are the main three bats if you want to throw in suzuki there at the bottom or even fletcher if you just need a cheaper uh cheaper bat in there, like I could see doing a five man stack going one, three, four, five, nine. Um little wraparound stack, but it it just it doesn't give you the most upside with Fletcher and Suzuki. So I'd rather mini stack it, but Walsh and Upton is one offs are absolutely in play.
0: Don't play Fletcher, he's a waste of salary cap. Um does he have a home run on the season? He's probably gonna have a home run now that I said that, but don't Don't Fletcher. you feel dumb. Don't I? I I won't. Um, because then people will start playing him, and it'll take him another month and a half to get a home run. Um, Houston bats? Question mark.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll play him. Otani can get pretty wild. The walk rate is a huge concern, so I may not go that late into the game. Houston's a very patient team, so they can end up getting a lot of walks. I mean, granted, Otani doesn't give up too much power. Um, gets a lot of ground balls. But this team can absolutely destroy any pitcher. So at some point, Otani's going to have a real rough outing, and this could be the spot here.
0: Yeah, I think they're stacker Um, I don't think you're playing one offs because they're too expensive. I think you're going to have to stack this team, um, and that's how you're going to have to approach it. And yeah, Tucker, that's you know somewhat cheap, and you know Brantley at forty three hundred. Um, but yeah. Uh San Diego at Colorado, it's the same pitchers that we're supposed to pitch on Monday, and it's the same scenario. It's gonna be forty degrees, light rain, potential snow, Grant, you live in no Denver. right now, yeah, like I think, okay, the good thing about this is if this game doesn't go, we probably get the news pretty early um but if it does go, like we're not playing the pitchers in this game. I mean, it's cold, but like we don't expect Lament to go deep. Sensitella is not a guy we want to play uh, against the Padres in any weather. But the, the biggest question is if this game plays in 40 degree weather, what do we do with the Bats?
1: I mean, I'll play the Padres. I probably won't play the Rockies. I mean, there's a reason the Rockies have a 3.8 implied run total. A lot of the Bats are still priced up pretty heavily. Matt Adams is a decent one off, but Lament's a decent pitcher. Um, so in cold weather and cores, it doesn't really make the stack as viable. I mean, Nunez is sitting there at 5k. It's pretty much Fuentes and Adams are the only ones under 4.2k. Everyone's expensive in this lineup. And the Mets a solid pitcher. So I'm not playing the Rockies bats. This Padres at bat Padres bats. Since doesn't strike anyone out. Padres are solid bats, even in 40 degree weather, 45 degree weather, which it's supposed to warm up as the day goes on, which is Denver's just super weird. Like I'll play them all, but it's probably moot because that field's going to be covered in snow for most of the day. And then it's just going to be disgusting. It's not supposed to stop raining until about seven o'clock tomorrow. So I'm fully expecting this game not to play. The field's going to be ruined after two full days of nonstop rain I could be wrong. I'm not Roth, but I have a feeling Roth is going to say the same thing. I, I have a feeling that we're just going to straight up get a postponement um, by about noon tomorrow.
0: Uh, I'm not really interested in the Rockies, but I love the Padres. I think you can play the Rockies um, if they're going to be lower owned. You can take shots on these guys. I don't mind it. But yeah, I'm probably not going to play. I hope this game gets postponed. Just knock this game off the slate. But yeah, I love the Padres if this game plays yeah i just i don't i don't think it plays but we'll see what kevin roth has to say um all right moving on we got miami at arizona it's uh pablo lopez against Bumgardner. um let's start oh and it's an a total and it's kind of a pick'em game right now let's start with pablo lopez um going into arizona pitched against this team last start um Scored 19 fantasy points, six strikeouts, um, zero earned runs, three hits. Had a couple bad like bad luck plays, and it kind of ran up his pitch count a little bit, so he didn't go too deep into the game. Um, what are your thoughts here on Pablo Lopez?
1: I mean, he's fine. Like, solid strikeout rate guy, We're sitting around 25% on the season, lines up with last season, solid overall pitcher, 8.2K. The problem is the dome's going to be open. It's 91 degrees there. This isn't a huge strikeout rate team in the Diamondbacks, so I'm probably out of him because of all the other pitching options, even though he's... I won't argue with anyone just because he is a solid, real-life pitcher, but I I don't really want to play him just because the Dome's open.
0: I mean, the lineup's not great, though. I think that is... that's a benefit to Pablo Lopez. I would play him a lot more in this spot if this game was in Miami. Um, like, I played him in the, the start that he was in Miami. I don't hate him in the spot. Like I was willing to play him in that game. I'm definitely willing to play him in this game. It's just, does he make the cut for me on like a three inch max build? I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then I can tell you for certain, I'm not playing bum Gardner. Um, like I know that for a fact, bum 8,700. He's dealing with a wrist injury. Uh, he just he pitched really well against this team and he's actually pitched really well over his last four starts but i can't trust it and i really don't want to pay 8700 for it
1: yep i'm not playing bum gunner at all he's like he's pitched well this season but he doesn't go late into most games he's coming off a wrist injury so i'm not expecting him to play too deep i mean I know it was right wrist but like he's not a guy that's gone over 100 pitches a single time this season um his due, numbers are due for some negative regression babbitt has been heavily in his favor so far this season so no i don't really want to play him
0: yeah um yeah just i don't like bone I if he was cheaper sure i think if he was cheaper in the spot you could take a shot but I, I just don't like it um as far as Miami's concerned as far as the bats Jesus Aguilar is still kind of expensive. Um, Duvall at 4,100 would be somebody that I really like here. Um, just kind of seeing what the rest of the lineup looks like. I think you could definitely three-man stack Miami against Gardner at very, very low ownership and just kind of take the value.
1: Yeah, I could see stacking them fully like Rojas. I know he's expensive, but you can throw him in there. Um, Aguilar, Cooper, Duvall, Anderson – Uh, all very much in play. They could roll out a pretty right-handed lineup, even birdie in there. Um, Like, I want to wait and see what the lineup is, but the dome's open. Like, is a lot worse versus righties than he is versus lefties. Like, he's been pretty dominant versus lefties, but righties, he's given up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls. It's a fantastic spot in this stadium. So, with the roof open, I think this stack's going to go pretty under-owned. And I'll stack it up. There's some like Duval just stands out as a pretty solid bat. Aguilar has been pretty great, and it's a pretty solid spot for him. Um, everyone else I'll just throw in because of stack because like Cooper, Anderson, Rojas are all decent bats. So this is gonna be a low-owned stack here that I have no problem with playing.
0: Um Arizona side, like no, yeah, I just don't really like any of this. Lopez is hasn't why given like up Pablo Lopez. Up.
1: Yeah, Lopez hasn't given up a home run in, what, four games? Like, he's a solid real-life pitcher. I don't know if I want to use him because, like, this isn't a great K lineup. He's just a good overall ground ball pitcher, solid strikeout pitcher, solid overall pitcher, but really just doesn't give up a lot of bombs. So, I'm out on Arizona, even though I'm not playing Pablo Lopez.
0: All right, we finish it out with a game that we've been waiting to talk about. It's Seattle facing L.A., taking on the Dodgers here. Um, This game currently sitting at a a 7.5 total, and the Dodgers are a massive 250 favorite. Um, I did read a report that said that Dunn might start this game. Um, Oh, no, so they are switching. It will be Kikuchi... Um, and then Bueller for the Dodgers. Um, do you have any interest here in Yusei Kikuchi? Not against the Dodgers. Yeah, he's he's actually not been terrible this season. It's just his lineup's really good. Um, up and down. There's not really weak spots in this lineup. A little bit weaker against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching, but you know, there's still uh, they're just they walk at such a high clip. And I just I don't know. I just I can't trust you. Say Kikuchi in this spot, and like if he was really cheap, if he was priced like he's facing the Dodgers, maybe. But this is the highest price tag he's been all season. He's facing the toughest matchup he's that all year. Like, that's an easy pass for me. Uh, Walker Bueller on the other side. He's ninety eight hundred. Probably going to be the top pitcher on the slate, um, in in terms of ownership. Three point two one x thirty percent K rate six percent walk rate since the start of last season. Facing a a pretty weak Seattle lineup, Um, I think this is obviously the guy that you were talking about who's your favorite pitcher on the slate.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the Mariners who are not a great lineup going up against Bueller. His 27% percent k rate on the season isn't actually what it should be over the last three games, 8, 10, and 9 strikeouts against some tougher lineups. He's not walking anyone. I think he has two walks on the season. This is not that patient of a lineup. They are playing against an NL team, so they don't have the DH. Like they're already a bad lineup overall. Bueller is just an absolutely fantastic play in this spot.
0: Um I have zero interest in the Seattle bats.
1: They're not even as they're they're more expensive than they are a lot of other times. Like no no interest in them at all.
0: And then as far as the Dodgers go, I definitely don't mind the Dodgers. They're just they're really expensive like there's no cheap bat like you're you're paying down at both pitcher spots to stack the dodgers today
1: yeah i mean i probably will a little bit like kikuchi is a solid pitcher so far this year but this is the dodgers and you have some cheaper pitchers like you can singer and boyd we already mentioned but like you still have a lot of viable pitchers in the 7k range and maida and cease um and Robbie Ray, which I know I'm the only one that like. So you can easily make it happen. Um, so I probably will. They Kikuchi can occasionally get blown up. Like, he's given up five, six home runs already on the season. Dodgers lineup is really good. Like, I'll probably end up with a Dodgers stack or two.
0: All right, let's play the morning grind game. Then we'll give out our super draft play of the day. I'm sure we're going to be on a lot of the same guys on super draft today after listening to us break down the slate. Um, I'll try to find a low one guy. We'll see. Uh, Grant, give me your favorite pitcher under 8k to get six or more strikeouts.
1: I'm gonna go with Robbie Ray.
0: All right, I mean, I don't want to take Singer. But I feel like he's the cheat code. I think he's the guy you're you're taking down here. Uh to be different, gimme Kim. Over eight K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Uh McCullers. I mean, I'm gonna take the cheat code in this one. I don't care. I'm taking um Kikuchi against the Dodgers.
1: It's fair. Uh
0: over four K to hit a home run that's not in course. Who do you got?
1: I'm going Reese Hoskins.
0: You took my guy. I knew you were going to take my guy. I knew when we were talking well, about I've it. I got his rookie
1: card sitting right next to me.
0: I knew you were going to take him. Um, hold on. I'm looking now. I already had wrote, wrote down. I, I wrote down my, my answers when I did my research today. So hold on. Um, Give me Juan Soto. That's a good one. Give me Juan Soto. Going way back to that early game. That is a great game to stack. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. was not fair of
1: this i was looking at super draft you got a guy
0: uh harrison we talked about him a lot um when we were talking about that game i really like that game like just in general you know even after getting done breaking down the slate i really like the philly washington game so yeah so i'll go mitch more or i'll go Marcana. um got the next. Oh, stack to score six or more runs. I'll go Oakland. Oakland. You know what? Give me Philly. Staying on trend. Um, any bets that you like here night before? Uh, not,
1: not really. Um, probably actually probably the Oakland money line at plus one twenty.
0: I bet you you can guess mine by listening to all the answers that I just gave. Um, I think you had the over in
1: the Washington game.
0: Yay, go grand. Nine total. Um yeah, I definitely like that one. It's like currently at like even money right now, too. So I like the over in that game. I think there's gonna be a lot of runs. It's fed against Anderson. We can't run bad two days in a row, like Boston Baltimore was the one that I really liked yesterday. So um, all right, super draft play of the day. Who do you have for me today on Superdraft that you have got to get in your lineups?
1: I know that you got to, but stands out as a fantastic play is – I mean, pitchers, we know with pitchers. There are a lot of 2X guys, but Sean Murphy's at 1.75X, and I think that's just a super solid spot for him. And you can kind of stack up the game with Lowry at 1.4 and then Canna and Piscot – or Canna and Loreno at 1.3.
0: Um, oh, the guy, oh, Alec Bohm. You know, I don't expect a lot of people to be on him over there. He's 1.65x. Um, I just got to talking about how much I like that game in general, and he should bat in a really decent spot in this lineup. So, going way back to that first game that we talked about, um, I like Alec Bohm a lot in this spot. Um, going up against Fed, who is just He's really bad against righties, and if Bone bats like in that five or six hole, really like his one point six five multiplier. So, uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Sign
1: up for Super Draft using the promo code Grinders so that they can get bigger
0: MLB tournaments. That's gonna wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Thank you, kids.